one person on that list. What I know that's Jack Hermanson. What did you do to Romero or what did you do to Jan? You lost your last fight. Listen to me. You, you can look at the records. Else. Look at his you know side what? and look you at my side. This is the last fight. I'm the champion and you ain't. I'm not gonna be for long. I'm taking everything. I'm taking everything. It's time. Practice that in the shower. Um, with no hair, with no hair, which gave me time to practice. I wasn't shampooing. Real quick announcement before we get into the fights. I have to give a shout out to my friend, my homie, my podcast, compadre. The reason my name is Searle exists, Mr. Anthony Abbott. His wife, Sarah, gave birth to two beautiful, healthy twin baby boys today. Ooh, congratulations. Uh, yes, yes. Alfie and Damon Abbott. Shout out to those guys. Quite a story. Go back a couple episodes on this show, back to when uh, I had Anthony on. A beautiful story. And, and shout out to this man. Like I tell everybody all the time, this show doesn't exist without Anthony. And this show here doesn't exist, the 10 count, without Anthony either, because it's a seed of a seed. So um, shout out to Anthony and Sarah. Congratulations, guys. And welcome to the world, you Irish Canadian uh, little little whippersnappers. I don't know what to call them. They're, I'm just like, man, I couldn't do it. And and my son's mother, she had twin boys. It's just like, you know, me and Truth, we got the solo shot. We only got to worry about one. Brew, how the fuck do you do it, man? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I have people say to me all the time, like, bro, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, I just do it, man. I don't, I don't know. I really just robot mode at that point. Yeah, I have no <laughs> really? advice. I just don't sleep, and it's cool with me. It's a, it's a high, man. You know, I've, I've, I describe it to people who don't have kids. You can be as tired as you've ever been, but there's something about that little heartbeat, man. And like, I'm not even trying to be corny to start. Like, I always do this. Like, we're trying to talk combat sport, UFC, two freaking sixty three, and here I am talking <laughs> about being a dad and all this sappy shit but oh, what i'm getting at is, is fighters are dads too yes yeah, so, and, and, and boom and and you know what that's actually literally what i was kind of getting at like these guys leave their families and these guys even when they're with their families like it's a sleepless night because they have to find those hours training because when they're at camp and they're away for three four five months they want to spend the days with their kids so i i don't know how you do it brew but you, you do a damn good job of it man and and, and you know i i I've always been the type of person, like I share my stories of my kids on social media, but I always just try to live in the moment. But I love that you present parenthood. You represent it well, my friend, is what I'm appreciate trying it. to appreciate say. It. So and not yeah. saying that you don't truth. You and Brandy are both incredible freaking parents and you've got a beautiful, healthy young boy as well. And yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's, it's, it's wonderful. We're bringing all these young men into the planet. And then, of course, we've got uh, your wonderful daughter as well, Bruce. So we got to keep all these boys away from her. Listen, that's just it. We're, we're raising bodyguards for your little girl. They're, yeah. they're gonna I'll be honest, though. She's got hands already. So <laughs> what? No. you could be the next Clarissa Shields or, or Amanda Nunes. I don't know. Listen, she got them two older brothers doing their thing. Yeah, so she's beating them like, up already and she's only one. So game on, man. I might throw in some MMA maybe when she's four or five years old. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, this is a My Name is Searle episode, but we are still warming up the 10 count. We're pretty much we're, we're in that like foundational <laughs> mode now, but figured we'd just kind of knock out a couple more Searle episodes just so I can get this thing out to episode 50 and I can kind of get the rhythm. Out, get the rhythm. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I got to put it in the fridge for a couple couple weeks while I take care of this. And uh, I look forward to weekly episodes with Katie as well as we do the weekly actually is what we're going to call it. 
looking forward to this structure, man. Um, we just talked about parenting. My new job is as time straining as ever. You can cut, you guys can probably see it in my face. I'm just like dead tired, but um, that is what it is, man. And, and you can find me Instagram at Kristofsky. The Twitter's coming soon because my boss is making me get one. Um, where can they find you guys on social media? We're going to put this at the start of the show from now on. I'm tired of doing it at the end of the show. Most people listen to most of the show, but how am I supposed to promote something if most of the people don't quite make it to the end? I don't know who's listening and who just has it on in the background while they're doing dishes or cleaning the house, but I appreciate you guys listening. But Every time I have a person on, I'm asking them their social media is in that last 10%. So it's like, ah, I can't do this. So uh, brew truth, whoever wants to go first, uh, just let the people at home know where you're at. Go ahead, bro. Twitter is make J brew famous. Uh, Instagram's J brew music. And my Facebook fan page is the real J brew. Uh, I like to tell people that I just do everything the hard way. So uh, most artists that have multiple platforms have the same name. I just like to trick everybody and make you Google me. <laughs> <laughs> and truth. Well, I'm going to keep things a little easier than that. So I'm going to say uh, for for Facebook and uh, and everything, or usually pretty well everything else, it's just Jay Perrier. Um, and then for the for the business side of the platform, it's uh, at Loyalty Entertainment Group or at Loyalty ENT Group uh, on Instagram. But I... I I'm going to start using my Twitter more. I'm just trying to figure out if I want to build a new one for the wrestling gimmick or just keep going with this. But it's uh, right now you can find me at the J Perrier on Twitter. You're going to have like a kayfabe social media fucking oh, persona. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, yeah. Live that shit every day. Wake It'll up in the full morning. gimmick the whole time. Oh, that's going to be. So well, no, not the whole time. I actually, I just heard seen an interview with uh, Alistair black and he just said that it was undertaker that actually told him this. He said, the best thing to do is about 90, 10%. So 90% all gimmick. 10%, you got to show the people who you are personally to get them to be attracted and care about you, the person outside of your character. So I'm going to live by that motto, 90% gimmick post, 10% personal post. You know what straight I mean? Up. Like, no, just straight a little up. peak. That's all it is. You don't need people pouring pop on your heel persona at the forum exactly. or anything. You know exactly. what I'm saying? <laughs> but yes, we'll, we're avoiding all the foolishness this week for the most part. We're talking about UFC 263, a stacked card, one of the best of all time. Yes. We can get into that conversation if we want to later on, but we are going to focus on the now and the present. But first, we have to talk about a gentleman who, as of right now, appears to be a former mixed martial artist. We're talking about the one, the only, the multiple-time UFC welterweight champion, one of the best of all time, as far as I'm concerned, Mr. Tyron Woodley, and he's diving into this foolishness. Showcase, I think it's, a show, I said showcase, uh, showtime, showcase. <laughs> Remember showcase? Good God, all them late night television shows. Yep. Um, showtime, uh, I think it's August 28th, I could be wrong on the date, but it's Tyron Woodley versus the younger of these two, Paul Miscreants, Jake. We continue to entertain this only because, hey, we just talked about this foolishness a uh, couple of hours ago, if you will. And it was a great conversation. And I'm, I'm surprised how engaged people are back in actual natural boxing. Stuff that we've been talking about, fellas, on the show over the last couple of months is starting to come to fruition. And I'm finding this out on a personal level because people are messaging me after listening to our shows. So I know we're still really fresh off the, off the heels of this Logan Floyd bullshit, but are you guys looking forward to this? I know you guys like Tyron like I like Tyron. And you guys love MMA like I love MMA. Is that draw gonna kind of, or is that investment gonna draw you in? I suppose we'll start with you, Truth. I'm I'm intrigued in a few different reasons. I mean, one being 
He put he put a lot of pressure on himself the last little while. I mean, the rapping and everything he was doing, the TMZ appearances and stuff like that. So it, he is going against a YouTuber. He is a former world champion. But, I mean, we're still calling him a YouTuber, but he is taking the professional boxing approach compared to Logan, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So this is it. This is Jake Paul's legit test for me. Mm-hmm. If, he, if he can take care of Tyler Woodley right now, he has to have a legit ranking and a boxer next. So that's th- that's my intriguing aspect of this fight. I'm going to watch it. Why not? Straight up. How about you, Brew? I'm obviously going to watch. <laughs> I'll watch just about any combat sports, uh, except for maybe this weekend's TikTok versus YouTube or card. But um, uh, <laughs> I, that, we said we weren't going to talk for Listen, I you promise you guys. You know me. I had, I had to throw a few on the fire. We ain't going to talk about this. We ain't going to talk about this. But shout out, <laughs> shout out to Wide Neck. No, I. I yeah, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to be funny. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Continue. Continue. Oh man. There's too many. We can do a whole show about that. But uh, yeah, I just thought I'd throw it in to be funny. But um, real funny, buddy. Real funny. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, no, like I, I probably, probably one of the biggest Woodley fans on the show. I do agree with with Truth. Towards the end, it was a little bit of a different Woodley. He did get humbled his last few fights. Yeah. <sighs> I sit on the fence with this, which I do with a lot of things, because as sort of a self-proclaimed Jake hater, I want to see him get his head knocked off. But like Truth said, I've said from day one, I know he's training. I know he wants to be you know, a great boxer. He's taking the right steps. So I'm not saying I hate the guy. It's just it's the whole YouTube thing and whatever. You know, it's sort of like buying your way into the game. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's obviously Drake is a, a different beast. He's one of the best artists ever. But he got into hip-hop after he was already a millionaire. Like, it, the steps are easier when you have that kind of money. You know what I'm saying? If I'm sitting on $30 million right now, I'm going to go say, hey, Mike Tyson. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'd probably, get, probably be able to get him to fight me if I'm famous enough. Like True said, Jake's doing it right. He's training. Am I going to bet money on Woodley? Probably not. But I do want him to win. I compare it to this, – this is probably a really whack analogy – you have two water polo players, world famous, two top 10 world polo, you know, water polo guys. One guy quits and he's maybe, I don't know, 25, trains in like, you know, 400 meter breaststroke for three years. And then the other guy who stayed in water polo is the world's number one, number two water polo guy. They're going to throw him in and do a 400 meter breaststroke with the guy that's been training three years. I think I mean, the guy that's my been man is looking for the advantage. You know what you're I mean? What a comparison that was. You're, you're looking forward to the Olympics. Listen, bro. Listen, bro. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for these water polo events. <laughs> <laughs> to go with like what Stephen A and guys like that are saying, I wouldn't be shocked to see Jake Paul win because Tyron Woodley is an MMA guy and, and was a top, you know, champion, top fighter for years, was on a few pound for pound lists in his heydays. But you know, he's trained boxing, but he hasn't trained for boxing matches. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a little different. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah. It's it's funny that you said that. Uh, would you bet on him? You don't think so? Like Tyron Woodley? Yeah. Apparently, Tyron Woodley wouldn't bet on himself neither. Because yeah. uh, as far as I know, Jake Paul said, uh, you know, offered to bet their purse against each other. Yeah. yeah. He, he see that? Gonna, at the press Tyron conference. was like, no, thanks. Yeah. I did I see like that, that, though. But I don't. I don't. Uh, I hate that shit. I, I hate that shit. No. I just, here's my it, thing. That, and that's what I was going to say. Logan or not Logan, Jake Paul, if you watch it too, he's like getting the crowd into it and they're trying to clown Woodley about it. But like, bro, if you offer me 30 million to fight and I lose, I don't get nothing. 
or if I win, I get 60. I'm taking my 30 and going the fuck home because I only ever made 300,000 fighting UFC. You know well, what I'm saying? Did. So they, they set him up to be the clown, which is what Jake Paul does best, right? Like Jake think- Paul does what he does. He just goes on YouTube and, and TikTok and whatever other platform and clowns people, right? I think that's the first troll that backfired on him, if that makes any sense. Because I think that he thought everybody was going to take his side. Like, oh, Woodley's not betting on himself. He's not confident. Oh, this shit is fixed. Blah, 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 blah. Woodley has hit this thing like the bull. He's done all the press over the last couple of weeks. He's been on the podcast. I just watched him on Food Truck Diaries with Brendan Schaub. Mm -hmm. They didn't even talk Mm -hmm. about the food. It was literally 30 minutes of them just talking about this fight. Is he selling that image then? And he's going to take a dive like Ben Askren. I, know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I really, truly don't think that. That's Tyron one thing I'll say die. about this fight. I really don't think this fight's fixed. I don't I, think, I don't think so no. either, but I still don't know because even Tyron said himself to Brendan Schaub in this episode, this is the most he's going to make in a single combat sporting yeah. event. He's already yeah. admitted it. So I, it's like you I, said, Brew. I, and and yeah. it's back to that whole, you know, you didn't bet on yourself. Like, this man still has kids, kids to feed, bills to yeah. pay. Like, yeah. and my I'm uncle, taking that ten mil or whatever he's yes, getting. Yes, man. Like you know my, I mean? my uncle Ricky said the same thing. Like, yeah, sure, Woodley's rich, but these are the type of fights that can make you wealthy. This mm-hmm. man can take this money and start a business. This man can put his yeah. kids in college. This is generational. Yeah. This is something that. So for Jake Paul, well, who to, to his credit, these guys work hard for their money. Their parents instill hard work in these kids. Mm-hmm. I cannot take that away from them. They're not spoon fed like people say they are. Mm-hmm. That being said, bro, you've got an unlimited source of wealth. You and your brother both. You've created it yeah. with your YouTube empire. Well, not not just that. A lot of when he first called out McGregor and he was like, oh, I'll give you 50 mil or 100 mil, whatever it was. It wasn't his money. Yes. It was his it's... backers money. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, obviously they're rich and their parents are, are pretty well off. But like. It's not like he's saying, I'll give you $50 million of my own money. Like, this mm-hmm. dude has money people behind him because he's such a strong marketing machine. And it's what you we were I mean? just talking about last episode with Mayweather Paul. All that was was a money exchange at the yeah. end of the day. How much of that was the backers? And, yeah. You know, we're going to see that in the next week. I think somebody said, because Eddie Hearn was ripping it up at the fact that none of that stuff was made available the day after the event like it mostly is. Yeah. Like, the gate, I yeah. think, was just announced today, and it's Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it makes you really, really wonder what numbers were true, what numbers are false and what's going on behind the scenes. But Mm -hmm. to a less lucrative, but a hell of a lot more legit competition. Let's talk 60 to 63, fellas. Yes. I am stoked for this card and we're going to focus on the big three, obviously, but real quick on the undercard and the under main card, if you will. Uh, We got Murphy Calderwood, which is essentially, in my opinion, flyweight number one contender fight. We got Craig Hill with the light heavyweight division as wide open as it is right now. One of these guys could put in a heck of a performance and find themselves literally on the doorstep of a fight with Jan Bohovic. And then we've got my boy, and I can't believe it's his last fight. I only really just found this out earlier in the week, Damian Maya, possibly his last scrap, fighting against Bilal Muhammad, who on the other end of that Leon Edwards return fight got the eye poke. Of those three fights, or maybe something else on the card, what's the what's the undercard fight or the the under main three fight? I guess is the way to word it that you guys are looking forward to. Uh, you first, truth. I guess the most intriguing for me would probably be the Damian Maya fight and the and the Bahal fight, just because Damian Maya. I think he's getting close for the most wins next to Cerrone. Is he yes, not? I think so. That's why I think it's really weird that he's flexing that this is his last fight because he's so close to history. 
So would, yeah, I'm one of the I'm one of those history, you know, record breakers. Let's feel that feel good moment kind of guy. So it's like I want to see him, you know, uh, I want to see the excitement of you know that celebration at the end of it if he can get that that victory and 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 whatever when it comes to the undercard stuff. But I mean, even the uh, the Diaz um, the Edwards fight that's that's self explanatory right there. So. That's one of the main three, though. That's one. That's one of the main three. We're getting to that in a second. I just want to. Oh, know. sorry. I I I didn't see. I didn't realize you said the under three. It's all good, bro. Because it's so <laughs> crazy. Like you said it. That, like Nate Leon is the third last fight of the night. Like that's maddening. Yeah. And some of these great fights on the undercard are getting lost, or that the undercard. You know what I'm saying? Under the main three, and we were just talking about last week a four card boxing match, a four card boxing event that just lacked substance from top to bottom. And here Dana has seven, eight matches. That all truly means something. Mm-hmm. Hate the man. Love what he's doing. And okay. I, I'm soon not going to be able to say I hate the man. Like, he's just, he's making me eat my words left and right. How about you, Brew? The one I'm excited for is Drew Dober and Brad Riddell or Brad Riddle, who's 9-1. and one. He's like the up-and-coming dude. Dober lost to uh, Islam Makachev last fight after like a three or four fight win streak. He's a straight brawler. And it's like brawler versus grappler. So, like... Dover's going to come up with something to prove because of that loss. But then Riddell's like, I don't think he's lost since he's been in the UFC either. So I just think it's going to be like that classic striker versus grappler. You know, are you going to knock this guy out or is he going to rip your arm off? So, uh, and both are just like, if you see their fights, man, they're always bloody and and nasty. So it's I'm excited for that one. Honest to God, I completely forgot that he was on this card. And I just yeah. literally checked the list and I'm like, holy crap, this card is even more stacked than I freaking yeah, thought it was. Man. <laughs> God, man, Dana figured it out. And like Nate and Leon is a reschedule, I think, as it is. So it's like he's finding ways to reschedule these fights and put them yeah. in places where it works. So it's like uh, for me, it's it's Murphy Calderwood. Um, yeah. Both girls are towards the end of their career. And we've been talking about what's next for Shevchenko. These girls might not be there. They might still need another win after this to see these two scrappers basically come to this culmination one one of them loses they might be done they may retire i think calderwood's 30 geez i want to say 36 or 37 i think murphy's 35 herself they're both up there and you know on the men's side of the bracket if there was a fight like this where they're so close to a a contention this would be booked near the top of the card and you know i'm not trying to be that guy but i think this is a fight that should have ended up on that main card as far as i'm concerned Dana's done a good job showing the ladies love, even when the fights aren't uh, purely consequential in the rankings. This one has a lot of fucking weight to it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to get lost in the sauce. That said, like people always say, Chris, exposure on the undercard is just as important as getting on the pay-per-view. You know, the, the money is obviously what draws you to getting on that main card, but mm-hmm. the exposure of being on free television is something. So these ladies are going to put on a show. And, and for me, that's, that's my, uh, my undercard pick of the night. Now, this man, Truth, was getting ahead of getting ahead of things, trying to talk about <laughs> Nate Leon when I'm trying to get to show love to the other fights. But yes, the third from final fight of the night, first five round, non-title, non-main, non-co-main, non-everything. It's like, come on, Nate. Every time you come back, you're making some kind of history. You're doing something. But it sounds like this was his idea on the negotiation table from from the, the get-go. Like I think it was like two years ago. He was the first person to put this on the table. The BMF belt was kind of birthed from the idea. And now here we are seeing it in just straight fights. It is an awkward one because we don't know what this is in the lineage. We know for Leon, a win, he might be on fighting for a title next. For Nate, he's going on about even if he loses, he's fighting for a title. And of course, I've thought about that's the BMF rematch, maybe. I don't know what he's getting at with that language. 
But a win, Dana might just say, hey, you have your choice, either lightweight or, or welterweight. Who knows? Who knows? I think he's going to cut weight. I think he's going to go lighter. I think this is a one-stop shop at this weight. Maybe I'm wrong. What do you guys think? I'll start with you, Brew. Well, you know, Diaz can go either way uh, with the weight. I will say that I've been following uh, a few different publications on, on Twitter recently, and there's more than two or three that have mentioned that apparently Dana does have a deal, not set in stone, but if, if Diaz wins, there's been conversations that he will uh, face Usman next. So, I mean, not to say Edwards won't. Diaz has something, you know, some sort of side deal with, with Dana, which is probably why he got this fight when he did. So, yeah, I mean, it's I'm super – who's not excited for this fight if you're a fight fan, MMA fan? If he puts on a show, mm-hmm. what's stopping him from fighting Izzy? This is Nate. Now, he's going to mm-hmm. go in there and probably get his head clocked off, but that's not the point. But he's just as crazy enough that he would do it. That's just the thing. Because he, want, he wants the money fights now. Mm-hmm. Like I, Not that Edwards is a step down. It's just like – like you said on the last time we spoke, like Edwards is, is the cusp of, on the cusp of being a rising – crazy superstar and diaz wants the masvidals he wants the guys maybe that aren't title worthy but are, are names right? that's where that and that's why he was speaking to somebody in the uk during and i mean his interviews this week he's been fucking grinding and smoking weed and oh yeah just yeah. barely answering the question <laughs> there's nobody but, cooler than diaz I don't no care man that. no and it's great because literally it <laughs> he's was like, like the snoop dog of, of uh, mma that's exactly what my career <laughs> Just cool. My, cool my, as dirt. My grandfather said that earlier. He said he thinks he's on Snoop Dogg's show because I've showed him um, Snoop Dogg's uh, <laughs> podcast every once in a while. Because when, whenever he like he, my grandfather loves Bill Burr. So I showed him the Bill Burr one. And he said, them guys must be high as hell. So I showed him <laughs> I showed him Nate today on this interview. And he was like, he's just like Snoop Dogg on his show. I was like, hey, Dana legalized weed. And now both these boys are back. So, hey, right? <laughs> the back. what do you know? They waited years for it, but they're, they're back. <laughs> how about you truth i know like could he have that loss then title shot like i don't, I, I just don't see it being possible but that doesn't make sense to me at all me either, I mean, me either. but i'm on the edge right now where i don't even think he gets a title he deserves a title shot if he gets a win either like because his think about his last fight he like yeah he had the massive cut and whatever but he got tuned up by game bread like mm. it, it was it was a beatdown though like, it was a massacre it really was I don't know. Like uh, what Bruce said there, like Nate Diaz, it's not that he's now he's a money fighter. He's always been a money fighter. He's always been those, you know, I don't, I don't, he, has he ever showed interest in being a champ before? Like, Well, that's what's, what's, what's interesting is this is the first time he's truly talked about the belt. And it's only because these journalists are throwing the question at him before. I don't think journalists ever threw the questions at him because it was always about him and his opponent. And there was enough drama and there was enough there that that's what they were talking about. But with Leon, there really is no bad blood. There's no drama. There's there's nothing. There's actually a, a strange amount of respect. I don't know if you guys have been watching the um, the embeddeds or any yeah. of the UF. Yeah, Nate seems to have this weird like confidence that he can beat this guy because he knows that this guy is better than him. It's so it's weird. I've never seen Nate this is reserved the word. I, I like I don't know if that's the word. Maybe it's because he is smoking pot 24-7. He doesn't have to worry about a drug test. Like maybe that's <laughs> actually what it is. Leon wants no bullshit. Leon is focused. Leon is in the gym. We know what Leon can bring to the table. 
See, Leon's ready to get that title fight. That's yeah, right. But like, I don't get that feeling from Diaz. I get yeah. the feeling from Diaz. Like, he just wants that big money fight. Give me the next big money guy next. Like, that's yeah. how, that's the only feelings I get from Diaz. So that's why this title stuff doesn't make any sense to me. I, yeah, I, I was shocked to read it, to be honest. But Yes, and, yeah. and it's strange. You know. And that's why, like I said, the I read between the lines and, and tried to smell the tea leaves, if you will. And when he talks about, even if I lose, I'm fighting for a title. The first thing that comes to mind is the Masvidal rematch have the bmf belt on the line the connor trilogy got to be in there that's the i think that's gonna happen now this is the thing that's a situation where if they both lose we were talking about mcgregor fighting chandler potentially mcgregor diaz you get that out of the way then you give chandler uh, probably not gaichi well yeah maybe gaichi i was gonna say this already pretty sure they're talking about him and gaichi yeah Yeah. we've we've talked about this in the past but i'm just like kind of like everything's flying through my head right now and this is the thing this is where nate diaz (laughs) just shakes everything up he's the magnet in the middle of a whole bunch of rock so it's like i'm curious to see because if he loses you guys are right it's a leon i think trajectory to the title shot it has to be man it has to be if colby loses to usman and nate loses to leon then you have that matchup too like i'm just throwing shit through my head does colby take the nate fight you know, mm-hmm. Colby's always talking about I'm ready to go whenever against whoever, blah, 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 blah. But that's a guy who literally lives and breathes that motive. Yeah. Tell me, tell me those that lead up to the fight. Oh my God. Covington Diaz wouldn't be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but you know what, too? It's oh, it's man. obviously I, I don't think if Diaz loses, he gets the title fight. But I mean, he could just be talking to his ass, you know. Yeah. But it's funny because I've mentioned before that Dana White. Will give people title fights when they don't deserve it, and this if he is, thinks it's oh, going to be sure. a huge pay per view, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I really don't see it if Diaz, if Diaz loses. No. If he wins, do I think he deserves the title shot? Probably not. But I could see Dana giving it to him, mm-hmm. just because that we Usman versus Diaz would be a huge, huge draw. Mm-hmm. And it you just know. does this again to Colby because Usman yeah. is just tiptoeing. But Dana yeah. has said that that's the fight. Similar to how he's been going about how Derek Lewis is the fight with Ngannou. Yeah. But, sim- you know, we saw what just happened with, with Paulo Costa. Yeah. If Penn is not to pad, the fighter still has the right of way to say, I'm not fighting. Yep. No contract has been signed. Dana has established that. Mm-hmm. that he's created that with yeah. the way he signs contracts, with the way he signs fighters, with the mm-hmm. way he runs the business. The fighters still have the right of way. At the end of the day, Costa didn't put Penn to pad. So Dana can keep going on and on and on. And again, I give the man praise, even though I can't stand him. If Until something is pen to pad, this is just us speculating. And that's the fun of it, man. And uh, yep. before we move on to the second to last fight of the night, speaking of speculation, if you guys are the, the crystal ball holders, if you will, who the fuck is Nick coming back to fight? Because that is a conversation out of nowhere. And it's another situation. You could just give Nick a money fight and he goes on about his way. You could put Nick right into the middle of that welterweight or middleweight division. Probably not welterweight. I'd see him fighting at middleweight and just saying, hey, y'all, I'm Nick Diaz. Who's a who's a name that you guys would tune in to see? We'll start with you, Brew. Honestly, for Nick, give me any top 10, like, scrapper. Just, I don't think Nick would take someone that's ranked, like, 15, 16. You know what I mean? Or the, it goes to 15, whatever, but. I don't even know. I, I just want to see him back. You know what I mean? I, I don't want the Anderson Silva fight to be the last memory I had of him, even though he took a lot of years off. Just him laying on the mat and just looking like a brat. You know, I, I that's how I remember him. And I don't want that to be 
my last memory of Nick Diaz. I'll go right out of left field on this one. Well, not even left field. I'll go. I'll go story about telling. Uh, how, how would you feel about? I don't know what weight class they would do it at, but you got big bad big brother Nick Diaz coming back to avenge the beating that his little brother took against Gamebred. Yes. You know. Yeah, that, that was. It, yeah, there's been so much talk of it too. And if I had to pick a match, you know, what I mean, if you're like ah for money, who are you picking? It has to be that one. That's the he only has, story that's available right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Been involved with anybody else? So he's been out of the game so long, right? So yeah, I do think the game bread is it's probably the smartest fight on Dana's end. I mean, what weight class? I really don't know. I mean, it's, yeah, you, you, you say he's coming back at middleweight. Is that what he fights at? Nick Diaz has fought at one seventy two, but I mean, I'm sure I mean, it they, depends. Either one of them, I'm sure they could come up or down either way. But oh I mean, yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I think that's the only the only fight for Nick Diaz at this point. Yeah. Two episodes in a row, you took the flipping idea out of my goddamn head. Well, truth, truth, yeah, truth is good for that, isn't he? Damn, yeah. It's that COVID shot, man. I got mind reading powers. <laughs> this is an out of left field one. The only name that I could think of randomly that would be hilarious. And, and I don't know if it makes much sense. Why not Cowboy? He's got yeah. one fight left. It's yeah, going to be in true. front of the fans. That could main event something. I doubt it would. I think it would co-main because I like Dana likes to hold the main event spot for yeah. something of substance. Both those guys might only be there for one fight. Cowboy would have to put on some pounds because I think Dana has been saying that that's where Nick is going to fight at middleweight. He's not going to cut down and he's certainly not going to move up. Um, yeah. Even though he's walking pretty heavy right now, Dana said he's in shape. He said he's looking better and better every time he sees him. So yeah, I threw so that in. I, I didn't put that on the list. I'm sorry, fellas. I, I got it. I can't do that. No, no, it's all good. But um, it just kind of came into my head because it has been part of the conversation over the last couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. Nate has basically been the ask him, ask my brother. I'm, I'm He's his own man. You know, he's not giving away any hints. But I thought it was fun after we did the whole fantasy boxing, whatever. We could still keep our promoter hats on and <laughs> yeah, go yeah. from there. Anyways, <laughs> gentlemen, the, the co-main event a fight that could legitimately be fight of the year. Their last fight was fucking amazing yep. and ended in one of the most cruel fashions in UFC history. Yep. I remember how furious Dana was. It was a fight that deserved a better finish, but in a weird way, it has given us this, the rematch in front of fans and with way more on the table. It feels like mm-hmm. Figueredo needs this win. Everybody keeps bringing up Cejudo, Cejudo, Cejudo. You're not going to have this title around your waist with any credence until you win the fight that matters. And it's this one. Moreno showed and proved he belonged. As far as I'm concerned, he won that fight. I know it's controversial to say that, but there's a reason why it ended up being a draw. End of the day. So gentlemen, number one, does a loss absolutely ruin Figgy's legacy? And number two, is this potentially the biggest fight of the year? I suppose it's a generic, silly question, but I guess like how hyped up are you guys for this? Or do you think that this could end up being a snooze fest? Start with you, Truth. I don't think it's going to be a snooze fest, but do I think one guy might be coming in a little too overconfident over the other and something quick might happen in the first or second round? That would not surprise me whatsoever. The thing about this fight here is when you said earlier, nobody was paying attention to the first fight because nobody, you know, nobody knew these guys. It was all about Henny Strahudo and blah, blah, blah. After that last performance and after everybody's seen what these guys are capable of, I think a lot more eyes are going to be tuned in on this one. I think that's why it is co-main event now in this event right after a, a, a Nate Diaz return. You know what I'm saying? Very good point. Um, very good point. Yeah. There's definitely going to be eyes on it, but I think that's, it's going to be a matter of can they keep that same thoughts about each other? Uh, as long as they both go into this with the mindset of this was a 
badass battle that we're going to have to do again, it's going to be awesome. Straight up, brew. I think their last fight. When was the last time a flyweight boat was that memorable? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, there's been some amazing, like, there's been moments. Yeah. But, but it's but like, for, from start to finish, I don't, I dare anyone to name a fight that was that action packed start to finish. And, you know, there might be one or two over the years, but I, I, I can't remember the last time I've seen it. Man, I'm just, I'm just super excited for this. I think one thing people forget is that Figueredo came into that last fight on short notice too. He definitely. So he's coming in with a full camp, and I, I do agree the draw brings way more eyes to this one, and just you know the action and everything with the last fight brings way more attention. I was reading on Twitter yesterday, like during the broadcast, which I forgot about, like after the fights when they talk about it after. Yeah. Five of the six analysts had uh, Figueredo as winning, which I think brings Moreno way more sort of uh, focus into this. Mm. You know what I mean? But I do agree, Chris. Like some people thought Moreno won, some people thought Figueredo won. But I was satisfied seen, with a draw. Yeah, me too. But I, I I've seen more Chris. people saying Figueredo won. So I, I hate think, him too. Don't get me wrong. I hate him too. But I'm I'm yeah. I was the mindset of like these guys had a good fight. I don't know who to pick the, as the winner to this. Yeah. The, other than the 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 the, uh, the point reduction or whatever like that. Yeah, but like the, the fight itself, it's it was it was a brawl. It was a good fight, man. Yeah, and it's, and it's something you see less in MMA than you do in boxing. Hundred percent. It's really hard to score MMA a draw. You know what I mean? Because there's Especially been when you're like, using a, a boxing point system. Mm. Yeah, it just it's it is there's takedowns and even Jones second last fight, he seemed to be losing on everyone's cards and he had like three takedowns in the last two rounds and he thinks that's why he won the fight. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? So that is why he won the fight. In all yeah. Reality. So, I mean, the slightest little details where, where in boxing, it's all exact stats. It's more scientific or more, you know, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I'm excited for this fight, man. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, me too. It's just a, you know, Figgy, Figgy just finds a way to find an arm or a leg, man. And Moreno is the first opponent in a long time that hasn't shown a limb. So is it going to be another one of those fights or is Figueredo actually going to get him on the ground? A lot of rematches either go one way or the other. It picks up where it left off yeah. or it completely crashes off. And, you know, we mm -hmm. saw with Usman versus Masvidal, no contest. I think yeah. it's one of those weird ones where you can almost flip a coin because the way Figueredo has beaten guys like Perez and Benavidez, the way he has, if Moreno slips up, which he has already proven that he might be capable of avoiding, I'm just focused on the fact that if Figueredo loses this match, it could be one of the most glittering potential UFC careers that just kind of went because nobody gave him respect from the start. Yeah. Yeah. So, like Burrell. Bingo. Yeah. And then Burrell came in. I was excited. Joe Rogan was like, this is, he's going to be the best thing since Anderson Silva. Mm -hmm. And then like, boom, boom, lost, lost, boom. And where the fuck is that guy? You know what I mean? Like there's been others, but it's hard to believe that neither one of those fights are in the main event though. And that's like, yeah. Jesus, Dana. Is he Vittori <laughs> too? I don't like you said Vittori. I fucking hate you, said Izzy. <laughs> it's not fake. No. And in this world of COVID where these guys just don't bump into each other, where's this bad blood coming from? It's so intriguing because you could see where the bad blood came from, but it is it seems so fucking random when there's no screen and no headphones between them. I feel like mm -hmm. we're going to see that actual passion and if it's real or if it's not. I can't mm -hmm. think of a true time where the main event has really brought this much venom and hatred between two guys, maybe Usman Covington. I, I, yeah. I can't think of one recently. 
And even before that, I would we would have to go back to McGregor Nate, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. There yeah. might be more. Maybe I'm letting something slip between my mind, but this yeah. is rare and very, very, very random. It's random, but is it random? Like I think Izzy is so so great and just he's all showmanship and he's like, you know, the cocky dude where Victoria's like the all business, you know what I mean? The all business, just blue collar guy. And he feels like, and I think the world feels like he almost beat Izzy in that first fight. You know what I mean? So he probably feels now that he has the tools. He saw, you know, Izzy one-on-one. He's seen him since in other fights. I feel like he honestly believes that he has the tools to win this fight. And I think the hatred just comes from that first fight, maybe that he lost and super competitive guy. You know what I mean? Like you could see him against Holland, like Holland was trying to clown him and laugh and Vittori was not having any of it, bro. He was no. just all business. I don't want to say I'm not in Vittori's head or his camp, but I think that has something to do with it. In my opinion. That's, sure. that's, that's kind of what I was thinking in the sense that it's like, he believes he won the first fight. I went yeah. back and watched it. I don't, I don't, I don't think he did. I think Izzy, I think Izzy won the first fight, but I mean, he thinks he won the first fight. So at this, at that point he has to think, okay, let's, let's move on. Let's, let's, you know, let's beat whoever I have to beat to next to get back to Izzy or get back to this championship point. So there was no beef because he's so focused on, let's go to the next guy, the next guy, the next guy to get to back to Izzy or whatever the belt is. Yeah. Now that he has the chance to be back at Izzy, and now he's starting to see all this stuff starting to flood back into the media. How do you feel after your first loss? And so now he's probably just getting more aggravated, being reminded over and over and over again yeah. what happened, knowing what that point. what he can do. What yeah. a point. The language barrier in the American media and how they treat mm-hmm. European and international fighters, mm-hmm. that I think is what's coming out with this. Izzy yeah. is seasoned. Mm-hmm. Or his, his UFC career, he was a kickboxer, and he, I don't know how many freaking fights he was in, but the man, he has the experience in his realm. This might yeah. be Vittori's, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not even going to look at his record. Like, maybe his 25th competitive, Matt. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is a new pedestal for him. The it is. Time these guys fought, it was still these two guys building their brand. Now yeah. you just talked about Brew. Is he so good at just presenting himself from top to bottom? He's one of the few guys in MMA that, it, in, in kind of like a boxer, the responsibility to the, the walkout and the after-fight mm-hmm. interviews – Mm-hmm. and just continuing to promote who you are as a fighter. Very rarely does the champion come in off a loss. Mm-hmm. And you would never know that the, his last fight was a loss. And, yeah. and I've said this to my grandfather. What will be really interesting is to see how Izzy responds to the Jan Bohovic loss. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it would be this quickly since that loss. And I certainly yeah. think it would be a rematch against Vittori. Mm-hmm. I was on the oh. Holland, the Holland hype train. And boys, oh, yeah, boy, I know. Off the train. Me too. Me too. I, I still love Holland, but he's got some seasoning to do, but. Yeah, Yeah. I say this probably every podcast, but there's so many layers to this. Like, I'm a huge proponent of like losing before the big match, like the Patriots going undefeated. Right. I'm a huge believer in that. When we coached, I used to say that I'd rather lose, you know, lose right before the playoffs and then run through the playoffs. So I think he's going to be focused, really focused. The the year the Warriors broke the record. Nobody cares. Yeah, you no, know, I, I my buddy has the Patriots 16 and 0 T-shirt mm-hmm. and he he doesn't wear it. It's a reminder of the fact that yeah. they didn't finish 19, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. lost in the big game, right? It's uh, I would have rather saw them lose that 16th yeah. game. And then, mm-hmm. t- you know, how competitive Tom Brady was, he would have been mm-hmm. like, fuck, we're not losing no more. And like I said to my right. grandfather, when he lost a big yawn, he's lost before. I just brought up his kickboxing career. Is he? Mm-hmm. Can handle this. Izzy knows how to do this. Izzy is yep. way older than his age. 
this I, is a test of Vittori, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I think all the pressure is actually on Vittori. I oh, 100%. I think it even is. if Vittori catches Izzy slipping this weekend, we've seen how Izzy has come into this fight, and I feel like the fans, and, and I'm, I'm speaking for myself personally, mm. but I think the fans can see an Izzy rebound probably yeah. a hell of a lot more seamlessly than a Vittori rebound. So, yeah, yeah I think the pressure is completely on the Italian, man. My, my big, I guess, take on this is, like, it's the buildup, and he already lost to Izzy. But if you look at just strictly opponents alone, take take the take the light heavyweight title fight out of there. You got Romero, you got Costa, Gastelum. You know Whitaker. what I mean? You got Whitaker. If Vittori would be an underdog against all those guys, you know yeah. what I mean? And look who Vittori's fought. He's not fighting those top tier guys. So as much as I'd love to give him a chance, I love those scrappy dudes, man. Like I, it's hard for me to see him win this fight, and he's probably going to take Kowitz's um template and try to take down takedown but even if you see that like izzy was giving up some weight and and stuff like that but he never panicked no it's going to be a little different with vittori izzy was known for his takedown defense before so vittori's going to try of course he is right but i tried in the first fight yeah exactly and i think he really thinks he has that advantage but it's man izzy's so seasoned now it's it's different he's a different izzy than they were when they fought first time it is a weird kind of rope a dope try what Blahovich did to me. Just give it a try, Vittori. I dare oh, you. I'm you don't like, think he's in training like oh, and everyone he's sparring with is just trying to take him down, take him down, take him down, bro? Like that's all the footage are showing in the Abedas area yeah, right now. Is, he's is ready for wrestled it, on. So that's yeah. And that's just it. It's the test, a test of a mm-hmm. true champion. He went up a weight, he lost, got humbled. The whole world saw where he came I admire from. him for it. Me too. Yeah. It's really truly, honestly, one of those. Who cares if he lost stories? Yeah, so he, was in a, he was in a win-win situation there. Mm-hmm. It reminds me in a strange way of when Nate and Connor fought the first time. I, like, I always used to say that, I, who cares if Connor lost? When he continued to lose, then I was like, okay, maybe he's not who we thought he was. But I thought that loss to Nate, that was just, you know, you get caught slipping on a day. And not that Izzy got caught slipping. I think he lost to the better fighter on the day. The yeah. weight difference was obviously a part of things once it got to the ground. But... Yeah. I, that fight doesn't exist. And here I am bringing it up three times. So proud, but <laughs> that's just the, the, the mentality of the man and how he's coming into this yeah. one. Basically like, you know, that I learned, I learned and I'm about to take it out on you. The and bat- you know what? It's the opposite of like the Jones situation where Jones ran through the division and then ran through it again. And he's literally like, I'm bored. I'm fucking killing these guys. Mm-hmm. Let me go to heavyweight. Let me take a year and a half, two years to bulk up. Like Izzy's in the literal prime, prime, prime of his younger year prime. You know what I mean? Like, so why not do it now? And And he has a confidence and I I love that he did it, to be honest. I don't, I don't take that loss as a a black mark on his, on his record. At all. And and I I, I love John Jones and I'm not saying he doesn't respect the martial art, but Izzy is the martial artist of the UFC. Like he's the entertainer. He's Mm -hmm. the mouth. He is a more polished and then people might, hate me for this one he is a more polished version of anderson silva he has taken the anderson silva playbook and combined it with this steel curtain confidence silva had that but we saw it waver quite a bit towards i wouldn't even call it more polished i would say he's more modern that's he's a, a good more way modern version of yeah. anderson yeah. silva i agree yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I, and like we've seen his star power grow exponentially but he beats vittori who knows what's next after that izzy could go to the moon and then Francis. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to get that heavy, but this is where, you know, does he say, Hey, Leon, let's do this again. 
Um, I feel better. I just, I just defended my, my belt three more times. I'm done with the middleweight division. Let me try 205 again. This is the start of a new chapter for Izzy. Like that Blahovich thing kind of seemed like a page turning. And even if he loses to Vittori, that next step is going to be really intriguing. I'm here for it, man. I, I think I can speak on the, on behalf of the three of us, that this is, this is one of those, one of those rare, rare talents across all sports that we may never see again. So it's cool that we can embrace it the ways that we can, because a lot of the times we miss these talents. You know, I love Vittori. He's a great, great fighter, great tactician. I just, uh, oh, here we are. I'm, I'm doing a prediction. I guess that's a good way to lay the next, the next and the final segment of the show is our fight predictions. Here I am. I'm about to give away mine. Predictions, boys, predictions. We're going to do this for every numbered event. We might even get him, get some predictions for some other events in between. We'll do some special bragging rights editions in between, but this is the beginning of season one of the 10 count prediction game. (laughs) We don't know when we're going to cut season one. Uh, We've talked off the air. We're we're probably going to do the summer. It seems like the big heavyweight fight's going to happen sometime in August slash September. So it seems like a good time to maybe put a, but who knows, man, the way Dana's moving, we might be doing season one right up until December. I mean, (laughs) who knows, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure out how we're, uh, we're going to do the points and stuff, but me and the boys talking off the air, trying to figure out how we're going to do it. So here's the rules for those at home. If you want to keep track, if you want to be foolish and make fun of us when we all pick things wrong across the board, <laughs> no go. point during the week. Uh, rule number one, pick a fighter, simple and plain, who you think is going to win. Rule number two, choose the method of victory. There's four different ones that we're going to choose from a split decision, a unanimous decision, knockout or submission of course knockout multiple different forms of knockout but we all know how it works in the octagon same with submissions i don't know if you can choke a guy out and punch him in the face but they're gonna find a way to make a ruling at the end we all make bets so they can't have any controversy and rule number three obviously if it's a ko or a submission you have to pick what round if it's a decision obviously it's going three or five in this case i think we have three five round fights and one three round fight just to kind of get things warmed up and that fight is Damian Maya versus Bilal Muhammad. We kind of talked off the air. We said what ones we were excited about on the undercard. We were going to do three. Let's do four. Even number. Maybe we'll yeah, whatever. Screw it. Who's winning this one, fellas? We'll start with actually. Oh, shit. I almost messed up. Oh, yeah. Draw names out of a hat. Supposed to be random. For the sake of today, folks. Brew, your name is mm-hmm. Ali. Okay. My name is Beatrice. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Truth, oh, your name is Chad. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. I, I can't Karen. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> yeah. I than Beatrice. Yeah, honest to God, here I am with my lady's name, and it's like a name from the 1920s. But um, Are you assuming you, my gender right now? Yes, I suppose. Oh, um, no, we didn't. You see the I'm wheel? Just, yeah, I'm being an you asshole tonight. I can't see the wheel. <laughs> Yellow, Let's do it. blue, red. All right, yep. here we go. Tap the spin. All right. The people at home aren't going to see this, but for the sake of the picking, the, the selection game, this is very Let's important. Let's go, Chad. Yeah. Oh, Chad's first. first. Okay, so we're going to do one more spin, ladies and gentlemen, to see who picks second in the first round, and then we're just going to snake it, I suppose, is the best way to do mm-hmm. it. Whoever picks first picks, yeah. Let's see who it is for the second one. If it's Chad again, we'll go to Ali for fun, and it looks like it's Ali anyways, ladies and gentlemen. So Brew is picking second. So your boy, the host with the most, is picking last. So truth, we will begin. Damian Maya 
Bilal Muhammad prediction. And if you want, a little spleel why. All right, I'm going to go Muhammad. I think he's going to come in extremely intense after that eye poke. You know, it's it's this is going to be his breakout fight to get to where he thought he should be as in a title chase. Um, so I'm going to say Muhammad. I'm going to go round two by KO. Yeah, are we? Would you say TKO and KO the same thing? Are we? Are we gonna? Yeah, okay, yeah. So grounded pounds and cleans. We'll just keep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, so that's, that, I, I think we, it's gonna be a TKO. It's gonna be a rest stoppage. I think it's gonna if, be. If we start getting that specific, ain't nobody getting additional. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> TKO um, by elbow to the. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm five points for one yeah. fight. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Muhammad round two uh, TKO finish. Um, but I will say I am going for a Maya win. Like I like I want a Maya win. Makes sense, brother. How about you, bro? Or uh Ali. <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> Ali reporting live here. I've, I've been trying to get you guys into your nicknames and not calling you Jay. And now, now I'm gonna say, to don't start do doing new ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be Ali. It's all good. Um you know what, man? I I agree with truth, man. How can you not love Damian Meyer? He's 43 years old. His last fight. I I can't pick him. I just can't. I think Muhammad, obviously, he's younger. Was he won eight of his last nine? I'll be honest. My initial thoughts, I also went with truth, like, with some type of stoppage. But of of uh, Muhammad's 21 fights, 15 went to the decision. Oh, okay. And I'm a, bet- I'm a betting man, so I like to go with trends. So I think I'm going to pick unanimous decision. I, I mean, I, I feel like he's going to dominate the fight. I just, as a, you know, a huge, huge lover of, of Damian Maya. I want to see him be competitive, but I don't want to see him get his face smashed off. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if you go out with a loss as your last fight, I, I'd love to see a decision. So I think Muhammad by unanimous decision. Yeah, I'm blow as well, fellas. Maya is focusing on this being his last fight so much. It feels like he's already in the post-fight negotiation stage. Like, what's my next step? Mm-hmm. We've seen guys win and leave. We've seen girls win and leave. So to me listening to him and I put a lot of stock when I come to my gambling as we've talked last week, brew, I ended up hitting one of those two big bets mm. um, on the Mayweather Paul card, just because I was reading the press conferences and sometimes the body language and what appears yeah. to be the intention comes mm. out. Muhammad's been quiet. We saw how the last fight happened. Brew, you just blessed us with wonderful statistics. I agree. He's seasoned. Mm. Um, it's not that Damian Maya isn't obviously we were just talking about the history he's created. But here's an opponent that can match his experience in a way in ring time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Muhammad is angry. And I feel like Maya has just got his eyes and his ears on something else. So I'm also going with it. I guess I'm going to have to go split decision because you took unanimous decision. So <laughs> I'm going to go with a hopefully Uh-oh. ridiculously entertaining match. And yeah. like both of you guys, I am actually rooting for Damian Maya yeah. and hope that I am proven wrong on this one. I think a I, lot of us are, man. Yeah. I think a lot of people are waiting for Maya. Yeah. And I, I think I think if uh, sorry, real quick, like I, I yeah. just feel like he's not really trying out. What's the what's the word? He, he he's not trying to prove himself to Dana. This mm-hmm. almost feels like a, the balls in your court kind of situation. Not yeah. a Diego Sanchez because he had a lot of baggage, and not a Woodley situation because he was losing. Like yeah. if Maya loses this, this is only a two fight losing streak. And his last fight was mm-hmm. against, you know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Well, he's always been a consummate professional. Like it's probably more of an age issue than anything. What's that? Yeah. It's probably more of an age issue than anything. 
more or less. That's yeah. that's, that's probably that's, it. And, and when the age get, thing's just what I wanted to touch on. One, I I mean, I yeah. meant to before. I apologize, but and I apologize too. I cut you off. No, 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 it's all good. I I just um I really wanted to mention too, like my wants to get you down, obviously, mm-hmm. and you know Muhammad's been in there with some some crazy tough fighters, and I just think with my being 43, like he's obviously a craftsman that could, you know, snap an ankle off 99% of, of the world. But I think he's going to be just a little bit slower at going for those takedowns. And Muhammad, I think is just going to be able to mm-hmm. just out muscle him in that, in that way. You know what I mean? But I, I hope my decision is right just for the sake of everybody here. Cause you know, I want them three points, but <laughs> I also believe like a split decision loss. Maybe Dana says, Hey, you want one more fight? You want two more fights? And you know, shit, we're talking about the Diaz brothers. Yeah, true. Yeah, could be a matchup, man. I mean, yeah. you're talking about some grappling guys there. Yeah, yeah, super fight. Nick, Nick versus Maya. Hey, shit, a send home match for both of them potentially. Uh, if anyone will lay on the ground for Maya, it will be Nick Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> them guys will be doing a lot, a lot, a lot of a lot of clock watching and a lot of watching if you know what i'm saying but uh man i had to i'm such a dick tonight man my apologies that was good that was good though that was good hey man you've you've given me two nights of podcasting in a week you're allowed to be a little cranky man you're allowed to be a little cranky let's get on to the main the the co-co main event i i tried to get that right the first time i always mess up when i try to be smart the first time the co-co main event but depending on who you're talking to, Mr. Diaz himself thinks that this is really the main event and everybody's going to turn it off after it's over. <laughs> we got Leon, we got Nate, and since our boy Truth won the draw, Truth is going to pick last on this one because it's going to mean he's going to pick first for the main event. So picking first on this one, Brew, who you got? I probably love the Diaz brothers more than a lot of people I know. I just love the dickheads, man, and and 99% of my friends hate Stephen A. Smith. I think he's the best analyst ever. Like, it's, I just like the fucking assholes. Probably want to be an asshole tonight, but um, I I'm gonna go with Edwards for this fight. I think if if he falls into Diaz's trap of the the, the shit talk in the ring and the, and the slapping and the you know the brawling, then he plays into Diaz's hands and Diaz is gonna get him. But like you guys mentioned earlier, Edwards is a is a tactical guy. He's a smart guy. You've seen him all through this, watching the embedded in, in the press conferences. He's not like biting into it or feeding into it. I should say. So I think he's going to, I think he's going to take it. Um, I don't think he's going to finish him. I've seen a lot of stuff online about people expecting a KO or whatever, but I think it's going to go the distance and I think it's going to be unanimous decision. Same thing. Honestly, I'm not even trying to sound like the broken record. Um, Leon is not a threat to Nate to take him down to the ground. We've seen Nate, you know, we were just talking about Nick, Nate, Nate will lay on the ground too for mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes just to find that right. pocket in that moment to potentially finish you. Leon's not going to give him that moment. And no. this is the most unlucky man in the history of combat sports. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of hyperbolic, but I mean, he's got to be up there with, with what he's been dealing with over the last five years, considering the run he's been on. You said it, Brew. This is not a guy I think that's going to fall into his trap. Leon has a bit of a tongue, but he knows when to use it properly. That's a terrible, terrible sex innuendo, but <laughs> hey, this is life. I think... Diaz for maybe the first time in his career. And I truly believe this because we've never seen him even in fights where he's lost. I think this is the first time we see him frustrated and a bit stifled. I, I think so. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the layoff. Maybe it's the, the, the weed smoking. Maybe it's the lack of focus. I kind of see in the pre-fight, like it's not a lack of focus, but it's just not him having that edge that mm-hmm. seems to take him over. it. And I think that Leon is just the, 
the lion, man. And this is his moment. I feel like if the Leon Edwards story ends, it's with a title win. Talking about ring rust with Nate Diaz is crazy. But Leon, it's only one fight, only round and a half. But he looked fucking good. Mm-hmm. And I think that he's just in that mode since then. How long has it been since Nate fought? Fuck, two, three years? Longer yeah. than that, even? 2018, it was BM- wasn't it? It was the BMF. Yeah. It's been a while. So, and I mean, that's there's ring rust, and then there's I ain't been doing shit in a while. Mm-hmm. And I think that actually does play a part. So, for me, Leon by split decision. Truth. How about you, brother? I'm going to go. I'm not, don't be worried about the, the, the decisions because I'm going to go a little different on this one. Um, I'm going to go with the history uh, of Nate Diaz and, and, and based on his last fight, he, I'm going to go with Leon Edwards. I'm going to say he's going to get cut in round three. Nate Diaz is going to get cut in round three. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him bleed out like he always does and be yeah. stopped by round four. My yeah. guy with yeah. the cre- This is back-to-back episodes being creative. You put the baddest <laughs> man on the planet thing last yeah. episode. Now here you are with the stoppage. That's, I like that. Which would be a, te- a TKO. In- yeah. 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 But yeah. I'm just going to get a little creative yeah. and say oh, yeah. blood, some oh, blood's going to happen. And yeah. I would not be surprised if this fight gets stopped due to blood from <laughs> He's Nate a bleeder. I, I, highly, is, man. I highly doubt the people listening at home have never seen a Nate Diaz fight, but if you've never seen a Nate Diaz fight, this man's scar tissue does not exist. Mm-hmm. Like it's bad. And, and he almost, what? he gets more fire when he sees it almost mm-hmm. like the old yeah. Bruce Lee ads mm-hmm. with licking the blood. You know what I mean? But and, yeah, and, I agree and, with truth though. On that. And in a way, Unfortunately, it's not up to him. And that's the yeah. thing. If that drives him, then he gets in the pocket. We know Leon can connect from mm-hmm. every angle. We know Nate can take those punches it's just going to be a bloodbath if it gets to that point. And then Nate's all cut up. Then Leon, don't, 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 don't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I kind of like how none of us are picking Nate to get knocked out because at the end of the day, stoppage yeah. by cut. Just because I don't want to write TKO <laughs> next to it. Because I don't want to. We'll know, we'll know what he meant. Yeah, yeah. And but I yeah, think you're that- right. You're right. Diaz is like, look at me today. I'm the king of like comparing and made like the weirdest shit. But I had a conversation <laughs> with Pat today recently. And Diaz is. Like when these guys are young, they're hungry. Look at McGregor, same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now McGregor's got all the money in the world. Like, what is what is his motivation now? Like, mm-hmm. so Pat was just saying, you know, in in the early KOTD days, like he would go battle every two days if he could. You know what I mean? And now he's turning opponents down because it's like, well, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I love this guy. Like, it's show send me someone I don't like, which mm-hmm. is like rare now because they're all boys. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I think in Diaz's case and, and McGregor and guys like that. It is hard to stay motivated, man, when you're when you're the man and you're, well you know, when you're that 23 year old, when you, uh, Shemayev, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So in 10 years, is he going to fight with that same hunger? Yeah. Yeah. Probably well not. Like, who knows? You know what I mean? But and we, we were just talking about that. Like Nate is randomly talking about the titles and, and saying the belts right now. So maybe he is trying to platform and project yeah, that he's yeah. motivated. But you're right, Brew, because mm. he's doing that. It almost seems forced. So then yeah. you think mentally, is he truly motivated? Is he just mm-hmm. selling the fight because Dana yeah. asked him, okay, Nate, yeah. I'm giving you six figures, maybe. Which seven. goes back to your point of like, do you, it seems like he doesn't just think he has this in the bag like he usually does. Yes. And I, I agree. Once you said that, I didn't think of it. But now that's, I'm like looking back to like three or four clips I watched mm-hmm. yesterday. And I'm like, yeah. It's the only time that Nate just doesn't have that. 
I'm fucking up the world confidence. Like it's it's yeah. just missing. Like obviously he's saying I'm gonna knock him out. Obviously he's saying I'm mm-hmm. gonna beat him. But the, the the analysts are asking questions like, "What is about Leon's style that you like?" He actually has an answer. It's mm-hmm. not. I mean, he's beat the last few guys and he's good. He said that a couple times, but a couple times he had an answer. You know, Leon has earned this man's respect, I guess, from being away from him. Mm-hmm. You know, Nate has been watching things. Obviously, Leon hasn't been active since <laughs> Nate's been out himself, but this is what it is. I think it's just a, a case where maybe Nate's reality check has finally hit him. And, you know, it could be mind games, too. The man is good at it. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's even coming in with a little bit of a, a visual lack of focus. That man walks in there the first round and he's just picking Leon's face apart. Then we're talking about a Nate Diaz title fight. Who knows, yeah. man? That's a whole different ballgame. For real, for real. All right. Figueredo, Moreno. And I guess I'm batting lead off on this one. I think that we're going to start to see the legacy of this man finally fall into place. And I think that it's going to be and I'm not comparing it to the Usman Masvidal thing, but like Usman was so frustrated with how he didn't finish Masvidal and how it was a fight on short and all this other stuff. This has been brewing from the start. Figueredo's legacy is on the line. He's going to come out and he's going to knock him out first round. Next for this one is you, Truth. So who do you think? This is one of those ones where I'm just, it's such a toss up, man. It really is. With that first fight, there's nothing to really go by. I'm going to just going to go out on a limb just to be creative, I guess, in the opposite of you, I'm going to go Brandon. I don't think it's going to be anything quick. I think these guys are going to take the first little bit to feel each other out for at least the first couple of rounds. I'll say fourth round choke out submission for Brandon Moreno. First submission prediction of the prediction nice. game. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Honestly, like I, I was thinking that too. Like the only reason I think KO is just because they're going to be just brutalizing. I don't know. There's just some, some reason why, but honestly, yeah, submission was the second thought in my head later in the fight. So I ain't hating on that pick at all. Go ahead, bro. Well, I did say you figurator before, so I'm switching. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> actually, honestly, I'm tap for tab with truth on this one. and just minus the, minus the person. So I did pick uh figurator fourth round submission. When I heard his, I was going to change mine to the third, but then I remembered that he picked Moreno. So I'm going to pick fourth <laughs> round submission for a uh, figurator. Straight up, straight up. And now, gentlemen, the main event. No Coes. The main. And like I was joking earlier, they hate each other. Well, the Izzy hates Vittori. I don't know if Vittori knows what hate means in English yet, but <laughs> who do you got, my man, Truth? You won the spin draw. You got the first pick. You got the last pick. So the floor is yours, my friend. Israel Adesanya or the boy Vittori? I had an original opinion with this one. I was thinking Marvin Vittori was going to quote unquote, learn from his mistakes and, and come in. And I don't want to use the word manhandle Izzy, but take the on approach and do the hardcore wrestling, what you can. But after watching today's episode of the embedded series, yesterday's episode, they had that little conversation. And at the very end of it, he goes, see you later friend. And Izzy goes, I'm not your friend. Today's episode, we've seen the his the, Vittori's reaction to that, and I've seen how much Izzy got into his head just by that mm-hmm. one comment, I'm not your friend. I think Izzy's going to toy with him, and I think there's going to be a stoppage. We'll say the third. So Izzy by KO, TKO, third round. Brute. 100% agree with uh, – I also saw those episodes, and um, my initial thought, to be honest – 
you're not going to gas Izzy out, but I thought he's just going to take him down, take him down, and just kind of start to frustrate him. But I'm going to go with the the same judgment, but I'm going to say round two. You know, first round, you're always feeling the guys out, even sometimes the second round going to the third. But I think Izzy's seen him before. Izzy's probably one of the best counter strikers in the business. And Vittori is going to push the pace. He's a walk-through you got. He's a walk-through you got like Costa. And I think it was the starter, like maybe a, not far into the second where he started picking apart Costa. So I'm going to say second round uh, KO or TKO. And I guess by process of elimination, since you guys both took my A and B. Um, <laughs> Chris says split decision. No, <laughs> no, no. Same, same emotion. I guess for the sake of my pick, I'll change what I kind of want to happen, but what I think could happen. Izzy said, I think it was to uh, the gentleman on ESPN, I always forget his name, who's done really good with the MMA coverage, might I add. He's not an MMA guy at all. He's done well. I, I always forget his name. Mm-hmm. When Izzy was talking to him, he asked Izzy a question about how it's been controversial over the last couple of months to years with how judging has been in MMA. And he talked about how their first fight kind of came with a bit of that controversy. Well, Izzy cut him off and said, no, 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 I won that first fight. Da, 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 da. So the guy gave him the rebuttal. And then he basically asked, how are you going to um, approach this fight knowing that the judges could impact this fight? And Izzy said, and I quote, we're not going to need judges for this fight. First mm-hmm. round, knockout, Israel Adesanya. All right, fellas. Appreciate this, man. Appreciate you guys. Two episodes, one week, warming up the 10 count, basically the 10 count. The people know where to get at you at home. We'll have it in the description. But um, I hope you guys enjoy the fights this weekend. We'll definitely be chatting in the Facebook group. Name one really random thing you really want to happen. I know you guys already talked about Damian Ma and all this other stuff, but like, if you could choose one thing to happen this weekend, what would it be? And it doesn't even have to be in the octagon. On a side note, for me, after seeing the embedded series, I'm 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 intrigued with the Paul Craig uh, or Jamal Hill fight. It's uh it's seeing that I like seeing that you know real tension between each other. I'm just hoping that it's not one of those situations where they they're real tension with each other, and then right after the, you know it's as soon as the bell rings, it's it's let's jab a couple of times and uh, let's see a fight. You guys are mad at each other. Let's yeah. let's see some fireworks. So that'd be a, a surprise, I guess, sort of speak that I I'd be looking forward to. Me and Truth have the same brain, bro. I actually have it written, <laughs> actually have it written down as like extra content. Hill Craig. But no, I, yeah, it's a fight I want to see. You know, obviously Hill's Hill's really moving up the ranks. He's a scrapper. What I'd like to see, I'd love to see the fight, but I would love to see Craig submit him, you know, whatever round. I, I think I think Hill's gonna be like super aggressive and, and stuff like that. And Craig's just that dude, man. Like I just, I just love watching this guy, you know, but he's just such a competitor and so athletic. Not that I'm pick, not picking it for, you know, uh, to count points, but I would really like to see Craig submit Hill this weekend. Straight up, straight up. I, I'm going off topic on this one. I, I wanted to do this one. And actually, it's kind of – I'm talking about surprise, something off the radar. Mine is a main event thing. And I was just talking about how Izzy is that guy that is top to bottom, start to finish a show, I'm in a performer. I think one of the surprises of the weekend is Izzy's going to come out uber-focused, no performance. I don't know why. I feel like we're going to see a dude just kind of resetting the canvas. And that's kind of a way of saying to people, I'm here, I'm focused with what's going on in the octagon, not the extra shit. So I think that we're going to see a stone cold Izzy 
rather than an animated character. I know it's not really like a, a sexy kind of opinion to sign things off with, but it's just something I see a guy that's so focused with, I, I guess, just being annoyed with this guy that I feel like he hasn't taken the time to prepare for all the showmanship. He's just taken all the time to make sure that his wrestling is on point. So I think we're going to see Stone Cold Izzy. Um, okay, okay. Yeah. I, like I guess that. another I like thing that. I'd like to say too is that I, I would like to see some kind of a video package or something showing us what Francis is doing next. That's mm. not a bad call because it does seem like it is a mystery. And obviously these guys deserve time, space, peace with their friends and family. They don't need to have the cameras and the media on them at all times. However, hearing the stories of him going back home, seeing the the amateur footage online and just mm-hmm. the interviews and stuff. I, I, I think that's a really cool idea. Truth, to be completely honest with you. And it is something I've thought about that. Maybe they're filming the content, but when he fights Lewis or Jones, that build up that uh, UFC embedded series, the beginning of that in Ghana in Africa, just yep. like. Just give me an announcement. Find, let me know when and who he's fighting next. Right? I'm glad yeah, you yes. said that. That was one of my things. Actually, I, I said mm-hmm. for one of my potential surprises of the weekend is Dana makes an announcement on the heavyweight decision mm-hmm. that I think that 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 would be good timing. You've got fans coming back into the arenas. You've well, what better the- event too? That's yeah. just it, right? You know you've, got all, you've got one all of these the three great African events. champs. Like it's, yes, yes. You know, you've got it's all these, fitting. All these things lined up over the next couple of months. You've mm-hmm. got the show back on television. You've got asses back in the seats. Make that announcement this weekend. I think that that keeps that momentum ball rolling. That doesn't really, it feels like Dana's already at the top of the hill, but I think one, one way to add a couple more rocks to the top of that hill is yeah. to make that announcement for the heavyweight fight now because that gives yeah. you literally three months to promote that shit, whether it's Derek Lewis, or John Jones. If he wants Francis to be that next money guy, he's got to get that momentum train rolling now. ASAP. ASAP. Yeah. And having yeah. that fight right smack dab in the middle of this heavyweight boxing triangle that we've been talking about over the last few weeks mm-hmm. and months, fellas, I think it makes sense. You know, you've got Fury, Wilder, and then you've got Joshua fighting Usyk. Maybe mm-hmm. find a way to have that in between or find a way to have that at the end. Um, yeah. But but don't wait too, too long after. I think that's... No. that's I- I think Dana's smart enough. He'll, he he knows. You know what I mean? Yep. He's not going to wait too, too long. No. But and, uh, I do agree, you know, with the, the whole heavyweight boxing kind of mess that's going on, too. It's There's going to be so much hype just around heavyweights in the next mm-hmm. nine months to a year. We've talked about it and the, the fantasy matchup last episode. Uh, a Joshua and Ganu match would be just surreal. I don't think Dana... I think those two guys are, man. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> And, you know, Dana's smart and Dana knows what he's got, but I really, truly don't think Dana understands what he has mm-hmm. within Ganu yet. And I yeah. think he really has to strike this iron while it's still hot. I'm not even sure if we know what we have within Ganu yet. I, I know, I, yeah. That's just it, right? Like, that's a new superstar. And there's a charm to him. There's a presence mm-hmm. to him. He's handsome. He's well-spoken. He respects Listen, I don't know if you listen. I don't know if you heard his story on Joe Rogan, but if yes, you haven't, then, listen you know, to it right you now. Just, and you just took you yeah. took the words out of my mouth. He's humble. He's humble. <clears throat> yeah. And when you listen to his story, you see mm-hmm. where those roots come from. Which is why I like that you just brought that up. Truth. It would be really cool yeah. to see. What's I'm, I'm Team Francis Ghana. all day now because of that story. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's when when you go through a life like that, man. It's you deserve every championship you get. So. Amen. Amen. And what better what better platform than MMA or even boxing? Yeah. Like, it's the same as here I am with the comparisons, but like the best comedians had the craziest lives mm-hmm. or were bullied or like were suicidal. 
Yep. It's the same with fighters, man. Like there's some fighters that, that grew up with a silver spoon that can fight. But most of the time it's these guys that came from nothing yeah. or had the hardest lives. And they went to the gym. I forget who it was. I was watching maybe a month ago, this fighter saying like he ate peanut butter sandwiches for three months straight. Cause he was so poor. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. I mean, he go to the dollar store, do- dollar tree, whatever they call it in the States. And he's like, I made that sacrifice, but I was in the gym six hours a day because of it. Like, you know, yeah. Nagano has the craziest story, man. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, if I had to have a closing statement, even though, uh, well, close it out, brother. To... Close it out. Close yeah. it out. No, no. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna say, from the boxing fan side of it too, like talking about Joshua and all that. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Clarissa Shields this weekend. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, that's... making her MMA debut. And if you hear from John Jones and Holly Holm and those guys, she's been there almost a year now in that yeah. gym, training in Albuquerque, and she's doing it right. She's not James Tony coming in thinking she can beat Randy Couture. She wants to have those lead up fights and see how tough she is. And if you see all the interviews with the coaches, like she's making them more competitive in that gym because she's that hungry. She's staying like two hours after to go over boxing with Holly Holm and some of the other fighters. So it's like, you know, I I just love her, man. And I I wish her all the best. I respect anybody who does what she's doing. And we've talked about this and we joke about it and all this, you know, this isn't going somewhere to make, you know, coin. She's testing her skills. Yeah. She's actually putting it all on the line because if she walks into the, to, you know, CM Punk has such a reverence within the WWE, but you know what? That is a dent on that man's legacy. The fact that he tried to go to the UFC and failed miserably. Some mm-hmm. people put it aside and say, I just pretend it never happened. You got to put that in that man's legacy. Yep. Yeah. This is, yeah. this is putting it all on the line. This is the roulette spin. This is yep. picking a number. And yep. you know, I, I agree with you, Brew. To see it happen on the female side of things is, is wicked because it's actually putting yeah. the spotlight on women's combat sports the way it deserves yeah. to be. And hopefully it yeah. does draw back on women's boxing, which is growing. Yeah. Maybe we yeah. can talk about that next, next week, week after. Maybe, I yeah. mean, There's no one left for her to fight. It, it, just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So hopefully, you know, she'll go through in this PFL and, and do well and then hopefully make a UFC debut someday. Fellas, appreciate it. You're gonna have to start. Um, not, you're gonna have to stop numbering us now. Otherwise, well, no, this is this is the thing. Yeah. All the Roman numerals. You guys are gonna be like X X X. Helen Cell is uh, next weekend. Next week. This yeah. weekend we got um, NXT, uh, NXT takeover in your house. So maybe, boys, we'll get together next week and we'll talk a lot of wrestling. We'll review. We'll review UFC, and then we'll talk. We'll do like a Helen Cell preview, and then like we'll we'll talk in your house and we'll. I think that might be like a good third kind of topic. Like why is NXT better than every fucking thing else? New Japan, Ring of Honor, no, nothing is touching NXT right now. Enjoy the fights this weekend, fellas. Yes. I will be, like I said, we'll definitely be chatting in the Facebook Messenger group. Yeah. Um, and uh, hopefully y'all at home, if you're still tuned in right now, appreciate you. Enjoy the fights. And we will see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.